0: Walsh has got it, twigging around, gee the tackle was a little high, Collingwood win by four. McComb not quite, gone hopeful, now Jamari Ugelhagen kicks it wrong, it's got a lot of carry, that's something extraordinary, it's a high five from Jamari in glory, it's coming
1: Hey guys, and welcome to the 18th edition of the In The Sand Show. Today, we're going to be looking at my AFL Round 3 reviews and predictions for this round. Also, we're going to have a look at the Formula Formula 1 Grand Prix held in Albert Park this weekend. And finally, we got to catch up with Josh Battle from the St Kilda Footy Club. So let's get into the latest sports news for this week. To kick it off, we're going to have a look at the AFL Round 3 season and it kicked off on Thursday night with the Western Bulldogs hosting the Brisbane Lions at Marvel Stadium, and Brisbane came into this game as absolute favourites. They were have won one game and lost a game where Western Bulldogs lost two games in a row, and they lost to a St Kilda side that was supposed to, to uh, sp- supposed to get smashed, and the doggies um just didn't show up at all, and. Jamara yugo came back from fighting a bit of diversity to shush the fans and kick five goals. Josh Dunkley faced his old side, and it was a pretty pretty scrappy game of footy. Um, the Western Bulldogs eventually got the win, and and uh, they got their first win of the season. They've got players like Artie Jones who just um, got his debut, and he looks to add a lot of influence into that side, uh, a lot of emotion, and he gets those boys... Up and about, and I think I think that's what they need um, at the Western Bulldogs Footy Club. And let's see how they go next week. And Brisbane, they normally play pretty good in um, at Marvel Stadium, but didn't show up at all. Collingwood played Richmond yesterday night at the MCG, and it was raining, and it was a one of those scrappy games where the ball just got launched into the fifty, and there was a big spoil, and and it was a Collingwood Richmond. Um, uh, Uh, footy fest i like to say we rolled him in the first quarter the game should have been sealed and done collingwood kicked like 10 points in the first quarter only kicked three goals and we missed a lot of opportunities and i think something that's something that we need to work on especially in wet weather conditions is kicking goals because players like Dan McStay and Bobby Hill and most of our forwards they rushed it a bit and um didn't play the footy we played the week before against Port Adelaide where we just kicked goals and goals and goals and 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 it was really good because we beat a team like Port Adelaide who are supposed to be top eight material and we played a team like Richmond who have come off a win against Adelaide and a draw against Carlton who haven't won a game at the MCG so far and, and uh we, we turned it up, and um, if Richmond didn't have the uh, players like Dustin Martin or Jacob Hopper, I think the game would be real, real close, and maybe Richmond would have got the win, but Collingwood got the job done, and um, we look good. We look good, and going to next week against uh, Brisbane, I'm not sure how we're going to go. The performance was all right last night The because it, it was raining, and ball, the ball was really wet, ground was wet as well. We didn't play our brand of footy that we like to play, so maybe that's something that we need to work on, is uh, managing our gameplay in the wet, um, but overall, it was all right. We got the job done in the end, and I tipped us, and I backed us the entire way through, and uh, I knew we were going to get get that win, and it was really, really needed. Today at one forty-five, it is Hawthorne hosting North Melbourne in Tasmania, and I think North have got the win here. They look really strong coming off the back of two wins, and they beat Frio, and they beat West Coast, the West Coast game. They showed um, showed a lot of the AFL fans that they're actually here to win games, not like years before where they've won two games in a year. They've won two games in two rounds and uh, beat West Coast, played really well. They've got, got a real good team now, players like Griffin Logue, Harry Shizul, Nick Larky, they're all stepping up. Liam Shields and Clarkson has brought in a brand of footy that I don't think they've seen in uh, ages, and it, it's working. And they've beat beat Frio as well over there. And Frio was supposed to be a top four material team, and and they've come out with a bang. And I think I think they're a really good side this year, and I think the Hawks don't stand a chance at all. Hawks are 0-2, and they copped it from Essendon and also Sydney in Sydney. So. I think North are going to demolish him today, and I think we'll see Nick Larky kick a fair, fair few goals, and it'll it'll be a good, good sighting for North Melbourne. The next game this afternoon will be the GWS Giants hosting the Carlton Blues. I'm backing in the Blues here. I wouldn't be surprised if um, the Giants get in real close because, look, they play really good on their home deck, and and they've got young players like Cadman. They've got older players like Toby Green they step up and they play their roles and they can secure players like Harry Mackay and Charlie Curnow and don't let them kick many goals I think Giants can really really stand that chance Carlton aren't that dangerous I think they either got to hit um, Mackay or Curnow one of them needs to have a really really good game that's when they play good or they need their small forwards like Zachy Fisher or Jesse Motlop to kick kick goals on the run and take on players. If those four forwards aren't working the way they should be, Carlton are going to be in a bit of trouble. And I think the Giants are really, really going to pressure them. I'm backing in the Blues here, but I think the Giants are going to put up a real good fight. This, uh, sorry, Tonight, it, it will be St. Kilda hosting Essendon at the MCG. And these are two sides that usually play their home games at Marvel, but... Of course, it's their anniversary game, St. Kilda, and and they're expecting 80 plus thousand at the MCG. Speaking to Josh Battle, he seems really comfortable in trusting Ross Lyons' system. He said he's adapted to uh, Ross as a coach really well, and I think St. Kilda will get the job done and beat Essendon and continue their undefeated streak. These are two sides that are undefeated at the moment and it's not tipped at all for them to be undefeated going into round three. I think St. Kilda will get the job done and I think it's going to be a real entertaining game. Two fan bases that are going to go at each other. Two teams that are going to go at each other. Saturday night primetime at the MCG. I think it's going to be a great game of footy and I think the Saints will get the job done. And the other game on Saturday night, we've got two Saturday night thrillers. It is the derby match in South Australia. It's Port Adelaide and the Adelaide Crows last derby. There was a goal after the siren. And Port, Port um, I think we'll get the job done and get the win. I think they're going to bounce back from last year, last week, sorry, where they faced Collingwood and they lost by 80 plus points. And they didn't look that good. And I think it's just Collingwood. Um, at the MCG, playing their brand of footy, playing the way they like to play. And I think they just they just run them over. Um, but I still think Port are going to bounce back. And Adelaide haven't won a game yet. And I think last week against Richmond, they had that little bit of comeback where they could have got the job done. But they unfortunately didn't. I still think power are going to be way, way too strong for Adelaide um, tonight. And they'll get the job done. The next match tomorrow will be the Gold Coast Suns hosting the Geelong Cats, and I've got the Cats for a win here. They're two winless teams, and it's really surprising these two teams that are winless. I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns get close as well. The Cats have an all-right side. I think their uh, their time is up, and I'm not sure how they're going to go tomorrow. Suns were tipped to make it real close to the finals, and Many people tip Geelong to make it real far towards the end of the year. It's only early, but I think there's a lot of pressure on both coaches here. And they both need to win tomorrow. tomorrow. And if whatever team who comes out win winless after three rounds, it's going to be real, real tough to bounce back. I think the Cats will get the job done. And uh, the Suns will be winless going into round four. Melbourne. Face Sydney at primetime on Sunday, tomorrow, and I've got Melbourne for the win here. I think they're going to bounce back from last week at that blackout game at the Gabba. Uh, I think they're just going to step it up, and last year when these two teams faced each other at the MCG, Sydney got the job done, and I don't think they're going to let this happen again at all. It's primetime on Sunday, but there's also a big clash with the F1 as they're starting at the exact same time. Don't think they're going to get many at the MCG, but I know the Melbourne Faithful will come out, back their team in, and I think Melbourne will get the job done. The last game of round three will be West Coast and Frio facing off in another derby. It's the Western Australian derby. West Coast are one-on-one, and and that's pretty good for a West Coast side this year. I don't think they're that strong. Uh, They beat the Giants last week, and Frio and Owen, two. Two games that they should have won and were tipped to win. They lost both of them and they're in a bit of shocking form. I'm still gonna back Fremantle in here. I think they're gonna not wanna lose to their crosstown rivals. And if they lose this game, I'm not sure what they're gonna be expecting for the rest of this year. West Coast, they got the win last week and I, I think they can show a brand of footy that can really put Fremantle up for a fight. And uh they're gonna pressure them, but Again, I'm backing Fremantle in here. That wraps up all the AFL round three reviews and predictions. So thank you for listening to the In The Sand Show. I'll catch you after the break. Hi, I'm Josie from Space Folk, and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Caram.
0: this is minimal Mohan you're listening to Radio Karm Space goes show me the stars
1: you know the galaxies on my heart hi i'm Josie from Space Folk and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Carom. because you make me cry when we kiss our in the
0: sky. If you're Karam, down Carom, just call Mitchell Tall. Or, or in Patterson Lace, just call Mitchell Tall. tall. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tall. Buy a seven house, just call Mitchell Tall. tall. Mitchell Tall. tall, tall. Oh, yeah, real little
1: real, real estate. estate. We want more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we done One take.
1: Welcome back to the In the Sand Show, and now we're going to shift our attention over to the Formula One. This week, it is here in Melbourne, Australia, and it's in Albert Park, not that far drive away from Karim. And we're going to have a look at some of the key points from practice yesterday in the Formula One. We're going to also look at my predictions for qualifying and the big race on Sunday. To kick it off with the practice reviews, we're going to have a look at Ferrari they appeared real strong in the practice, real stronger than they even expected at all. Uh, Many people thought they'd just cruise through the motions and just be, you know, mediocre, nothing too special, nothing not too bad, but they looked really strong. And the conditions yesterday, they came out on a track that's been used many, many times, no fresh track for them at all. And coming into practice too, it was rainy and the weather was up and down. It was pure Melbourne weather, and uh, they they appeared really well. And um, the drivers, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, I think they're on for a really, really big weekend this week. Also, Red Bull look really, really shaky in the wet, and this is not good for Christian Horner, the team principal for Red Bull, because he's backing Max Verstappen to get the job done this weekend. I don't think they're going to get the job done. I think uh, they're going to miss out on the podiums this week. Checo Perez and Max Verstappen. I don't think they're going to do that well in Australia. They don't normally do too well in Australia with last year Charles Leclerc getting the job done winning uh, the Grand Prix. Also, a surprise one. Aston Martin has continued their fine start to the 2023 season. They got into the podiums with Fernando Alonso last year. Race in Jeddah, and I think their car and their team—I don't know—they're just gelling together perfectly. Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll—they looked really, really good on Albert Park yesterday. Uh, I think they're going to be on for a real big weekend. I think Fernando Alonso can definitely make the podiums, and I think he's going to shock a lot of people. And I think he's going to maybe come around second or third. I don't think he's got enough to win the race, but I think he'll definitely be on the podium by five o'clock on Sunday. Mercedes actually targeting a more damage limitation side to uh, their cars. Practice yesterday, I was there. I was um, at Albert Park and they didn't look that quick. George Russell and Lewis Hamilton, they were just looking like they were going through the motions, getting their laps done. I'm not sure if they were trying something or uh, looking at different presets or just different different uh, things in the car but they didn't look that strong and they're going to need to step up uh, today for qualifying. And if they want to find anything special and maybe be on the front row of Albert Park going into um, the race, but I don't think they're going to be on for a real big weekend for qualifying. My predictions to take pole position will be Charles Leclerc. He's always really, really strong in, in Melbourne. Last year, he won the race and... He got all the Ferrari fans up and about. Uh, Ligon Street was pumping, and and Ferrari were, were on for a real good weekend. I think he can definitely win, win um, this weekend. Followed by that in qualifying on the front row, I think it'll be Max Verstappen. No matter how his car is, no matter how he's going, I, he's always, always up there. I think he's going to have a really good qualifying, and I think he'll come second. And he'll be on the front row followed by Carlos Sainz in third position going into the race. On Sunday, I think it's going to be a really entertaining race. The weather, I'm not sure how the weather's going to be. I think we might see some bit of rain, but it's going to be pretty overcast, I think. I still think Leclerc's going to lead that whole race um, and get the job done. I think Sainz is going to jump up to second, and then Max Verstappen, I, I think think he's going to get knocked down. I think either he's going to have to retire or um, he'll be overtaken by Alonso. And, and I think that's going to be the battle of the weekend. That's my big prediction. The battle of the weekend will be Max Verstappen against Fernando Alonso. And uh, that's my predictions for the Formula 1. And that wraps all the Formula 1 news up for today's show. So I'll catch you after the break where we're joined with Josh Battle from the St. Kilda Footy Club.
0: Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make make you feel feel alright Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache or you don't feel right
1: Or if we have have a
0: nasty rash, (laughs) keeping you up at night. (laughs) Don't worry worry about a thing. Don't worry. Because Atticus (laughs)
1: Health (laughs) will make (laughs) you feel alright. Hey Hey, everyone, we're Friday Night Frothies.
0: What's it all about? It's about laughter and not taking yourself too seriously. Ah, It's about sports and current events. And we might even introduce you to some different beers So
1: tune in live Friday nights Or listen to our podcast at radiocarum.org.
0: You know you've got nothing better to do Do you have a tween who's driving you crazy on the socials?
1: Is it a secure place for them to be? What should your social time look like? Are they just copying you? For answers to all these questions, join me, Claire Martin, at 4pm Tuesdays on Radio Caram on the Strong Single and Human show.
0: Oi, 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 oi. IGA, oi. it's oi. shopping oi. nice. Oi. IGA, where the price is right. Seaford North IGA, for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. (laughs) Hey there, this is Dean Wareham from Galaxy 500. Tune in to my friend Tor Larson's psychedelic show, Sunrise on Super 8. that Saturday mornings from 9 to midday on Radio Karam,
1: local community radio. Hi, my name is Paul Kennedy and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC. And when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. Welcome back to the In the Stands show. And now we're joined with Josh Battle from the St Kilda Footy Club. So, first of all, Josh, how are you going?
0: I'm well, mate. I'm well. Um, thanks for having me.
1: So good. So St Kilda have started the 2023 season off perfectly, winning two games from two with new coach Ross Lyons. So how do you think Ross has affected your club and how it's affected your game?
0: Um, yeah, good question. Um, so yeah, obviously started the year pretty well. Got a big game this week against Essendon. Um And yeah, Ross, Ross come across obviously in the last year. Um, and yeah, he's been massive for the team, I think. Just his, in terms of how he's come, he's brought a few coaches along with him, um, sort of his old old mix who he used to coach. Um, and yeah, just to, he's brought in just um, a few things, changed a few things. Um, and yeah, just more effort-based sort of stuff. So it's easy to judge our game on if um, it bring great effort. And then, yeah, he's been great for me personally. Um, backs his players in, so all the boys that go out there are filled with a lot of confidence.
1: Yeah, so now let's shift our attention over to round one where the Saints played Fremantle and got the win. How do you think you played and how do you think the boys went?
0: Um, yeah, I think I think um, we had a pretty good team performance. Um, obviously, Fremantle, they're a pretty strong team. They had a good year last year and um, for us to come out and perform the way we did and um, just play on the roster the first time was good. So, um, yeah, good. You know, I think all the backs played well and, um, yeah, I will play my role, so um yeah it's been good so far
1: yeah so through many games you find yourself playing in various positions how are you able to adapt to this week in week out
0: um yeah i think it's been it's been um noted that i've played a bit of everywhere over the last few years but um i found that um tough in some aspects of, i guess changing it each week but over the last couple of years i've been sort down the back line and um that's been really good work with a great group there so um yeah, absolutely, absolutely loving it down there at the moment.
1: Yeah. So as an AFL player, you've played under Alan, Rich- Alan Richardson, Brett Radden, and now Ross Lyon. What are the biggest differences between these coaches and how have they affected your game?
0: Um, yeah, all, they're all obviously um, different in um, in their own rights. And I think when I come in, I was only young. I was just turned 18 when Richo... When I had Rich I had him for the first three years, and um, yeah, he, he he was pretty good. Um, so yeah, it was good to he was my first ever senior coach, um, at AFL level. so that was good. And then i um, come in and Rats was a pretty uh, bit different to him, um, more jovial, more sort of um, uh, what's the word he was he was got around the players, um, and yeah, his, his balance was pretty good, and yeah, I got on really well with Rats, and then again, um, now to Ross. Um, I think all the boys are loving what Ross is doing. Um, He's he's different again in in that aspect. So um, yeah, they're all different. They're all they're all good coaches. Um, But yeah, at the moment, um, loving my time under Ross.
1: Yeah, yeah. So last Saturday night, you guys played the Dogs and convincingly got the win. You racked up fifteen disposals. How do you think you played, and how do you think the boys went?
0: um yeah it was good obviously i've never i don't think i've ever beaten the bulldogs so going mm. into the game um and they're a pretty good side they got very good players running around so um yeah it was good last week to to get the win and um yeah yeah i think i didn't mean, set the house on fire but um played my role and um yeah the back stood up and i think they only kicked four or five goals so um yeah it's good and we got the win so the boys were exceptional
1: yeah yeah and finally saints play essendon this saturday night in the anniversary game set to be a thriller do you reckon you guys can get the job done
0: um yeah i hope so i think it's going to be a massive game um obviously for the club 150 years um i think they're expecting 70 to seventy five thousand, which will be amazing um and yeah hopefully we can come out and give great effort and um yeah get four points
1: Yeah, so that wraps up all the questions. Thank you, Josh, for joining us. I really appreciate it, and I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season.
0: No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Oh,
1: good. That wraps up the In The Sand Show for this week, so thank you for listening to the In The Sand Show. I'll catch you next week. Walsh has got it, twigging around to the
0: home not quite. gone hopeful. Now Jamari hagen kicks it long. It's got a lot of carry. That's something extraordinary. It's a high five from Jamari in glory. It's coming back.